We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love. Love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant. Get ready for a transformation. You know, the first week of this year, a man of God started taking us on very powerful sessions during our um, CQ first. How many of us were part of that, those sessions? How many of us were able to join? Okay, so if you were able to join, tell me what did our man of God share with us on? Smart goals. Hallelujah. So I'm going to test us now. What, what does, what, who can tell me what smart goals means? What is S? Specific. Hallelujah. And what is M? Measurable. What is A? Attainable. What is R? Realistic. And what is T? Time bound. Hallelujah. Those were very, very powerful sessions. Hallelujah. I can see some people shopping their mouths. It's, okay. it's all right. It's all right. No problem. Just take notes and, and get them in as you get home. All right. So tonight is just like a, um, a reaffirmation of the great things that the Lord has shared with us through our man of God. You know, at the beginning of the year, um, I think I was talking with someone a few days ago. And she was to have um, a break the following week from work. Um, like two weeks in a row and she was so excited like I can't wait for it to start and in just a couple of days <laughs> we were talking again and she told me can you imagine those two weeks has finished just now hallelujah and I'll be I'm, I'm, as in, I'm actually resuming work tomorrow I can't imagine that <laughs> hallelujah for many of us um, the year goes like that at the beginning of the year or towards the end of the first year, we'll look forward to another year and then we are trusting God for this. We are setting goals, setting this. And before you know it, you are in June. And you're wondering, how come it's the, the year ran so fast? And before you know it, it's another Christmas time. Hallelujah. And then we'll begin the cycle again. And that's one of the things our man of God shared with us during um, that first week. Um, of seeking first that it's not just about setting goals as we call it and there, there, there are certain things that would accompany a particular goal that will make it really go and that is what that is where the acronym SMART came about so in other words your goal should be specific I'm going to get a car this year okay Thank God for that. Is it going to be a four-wheel drive or a two-wheel drive? Are you going to get an automatic or is it um, a car that nobody else wants to use again and they are just looking for somebody to come and carry? Do you want to buy it on a plan? Are you going to have to pay down? Are you going to have to drop some down payments? That goal is not specific enough. So for your goal to, to, to come to reality, it has to be specific. It has to be measurable. That's what M stands for. You know, when you, sometimes when God gives us an idea, when God gives us a vision, 
and you are just trying to, okay, I want to do this, I want to do this. If, it's, if, if it does not start from the first part, which is S, it's not specific, it's not clearly defined, then you can't measure your progress on it. So measurable is talking about, okay, I want to achieve so and so in the year 2023. But how do I place a check on myself by the time it's March, the first week in March? How do I call myself to attention? What, am I, what have I done about that goal? If you just say, okay, I want to finish reading the Bible, the whole Bible in one, this year, 2023, for example, and you've not put, made this specific, okay, do I want to read it daily? Do I want to have some time of retreat? You just realize that you get to June and you are probably still in Genesis. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's not specific enough. It's not measurable. That is where our man of God started encouraging us to get, a, get committed to a daily devotional. There are several of them. There are applications, e-Bibles, um, Rhapsody of Reality. There are several devotionals you can see. When you just get yourself clearly defined and committed to it, it brings a kind of awareness to you such that even if you get into third week in January and you are not read what you have, at least there will be something inside of you that will be telling you, you've not, hallelujah. My daughter told me, daddy, you know, I want to go, I want to do a diet plan. Okay, and I'm, I'm not going to eat this, I'm not going to eat. I said, oh, that's a good one. Okay, so when are you going to start? Um, the day after tomorrow, Okay. And then the day after tomorrow came, Daddy, you know what? I want to, I, I've, I've changed my mind. I want to change the date I'm starting my plan. And then the next, the following week came. Okay, Daddy, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, just having a mindset that I've decided that I want to achieve so, 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 and so by the third week in February. The moment you are getting to the end of January, there is something that will trigger in you. That will make you remember that, oh, I said I was going to do this. Even if you had not even taken any step, just the, the, the fact that you chose to write it out clearly will be an advantage to you. Hallelujah. And A talks about attainable. Attainable. Okay, you, you just um, graduated from college and you are seeking admission to a university. And you say in that first year of university, you want to get a job that pays you um, $350,000 per annum. That it, an amount that probably some people that had been working five years. <laughs> you know, it's not, there's no limit to what you can um, aim for, but you need to make it attainable. Don't, don't just try to make it clear. Make it clear. Hallelujah. Realistic. That is still um, around being realistic. Being realistic does not mean that um, you are no longer a believer. It does not mean that, okay, um, does that mean that God, can, God is able to do any, everything? Yes, he's the God of all flesh. Nothing is too difficult for him to do. Hallelujah. But God operates by principles. Our God is a God of order. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And in the beginning, the word had been from the beginning, but the word did not come in flesh until the time Jesus Christ was born. Hallelujah. Everything that is happening in our world today, you, you see, I was studying the Bible some time ago, and I, I saw certain revelations, and I was like, oh my God, really? 
this has been in the Bible. And I now understood why, see, God can never be surprised by anything that will happen in the world. Because he already knew where it's heading to. It's a script. When you're watching a movie, one thing I like doing with my wife, we watch action movies a lot <laughs> when we are free. And one of the things I love the most about watching actual movie is it just triggers us. You, you know, the two of us will sit down. We are watching a movie like this. Before you know it, in 15 minutes, you'll see us jumping. Ah, I am an actor. I am an actor. I am an actor. Because the actor will not die. Can you see that? Ten people will be there. They will say the actor is coming and he wants to pass through. And those ten people are carrying bullets. And they will shoot. The bullets will not hit the actor's head. The actor will not bring out one piece to one, 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 every one of them on the floor. Why? Because there is a script that they have to act according to. So we have as believers a script that is not just an ordinary movie script. It is a script that is sure. And that is why it is combined and called scripture. Hallelujah. In other words, the scripture is a script for the life ahead that is sure that as long as we keep according to it, Nothing can happen to us that is not permitted by that script. Hallelujah. And so, I want to challenge us tonight. Growing up, you know, in our environment back home in Nigeria, we had different, all of us, we had different experiences. For me, at some point, when I was in school, you know, I was like, okay, we are going to church. Ah, they would tell us, we can pray, we can pray about this, we can pray about this. God, give me this one. God, give me this one. And we pray to God about everything. But at some point, I, I, I was questioning myself. How come there are some guys that they won't attend fellowship? Oh? They won't attend this, but they are the ones getting the A's. Is God, is God how, how is it happening like this? No. In the realm of this earth, there are principles that govern things. Hallelujah. And so the fact that you are a believer does not exempt that you have to play along those principles as long as it's in line with the word of God. So if you're saying, for example, I want to get um, grade A in this particular course at the beginning of the semester, and all through that semester, you had not even opened up your notes, and then it's now a, a week or two days, the exam is coming. Ah, God, God, you know you are my rescuer. You know, no, 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 no. God is not a God of disorder. Hallelujah. And I want to show us, I'm starting this way just to reaffirm in our heart that as believers, there's still the importance of learning to set goals. There's still the importance of learning to set goals. See, there has, there's so much for us in the realm of the spirit. And when we get ourselves in communion, you know, there are times you are praying and you are praying, you, are in, you just don't feel like stopping. Because when you excite your spirit on the inside, you get in sync with the Holy Spirit, you get to a certain moment that you don't even remember any of the worries, any of the cares. At such point, your heart is very open to receive revelations. But guess what? When those revelations come into your spirit, they don't just manifest in the physical. It takes time. It takes order. And so that is why we are starting with this scripture. He said, I will stand my watch. Did you see that? I will stand my watch. In other words, I will make a deliberate commitment to have certain time alone with God. This writer was saying that I will stand my watch. You see, as a believer, for us to receive goals, 
no, now we have reviewed what um, goals is. It's specific, is measurable, is achievable, is um, realistic, um, and it is time bound. When we say it is time bound, it means you are putting deadlines. Hallelujah. Now we have gotten that, but how do those goals come to us? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it wrong for us as believers to have goals, to set goals? No, it is not. Because God has given us the model in the scripture. Hallelujah. So we see in this uh, book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verses 1 to 3, the writer is saying, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampant. In the LNLT version, they said, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. See, Prophets of old, everyone that God used, they followed this principle. David, in, in the midnight, I will sing praises to you. I, how I love your word more than my daily raiment. You will, all through the Psalms, if you read those, you will know that this is somebody that is walking on the way like this, is talking the scripture. Is you, that is how we put ourselves on our tower. So that first part is talking about the fact that it's not that God didn't want to say anything. God has said everything since the beginning. God has released all the blessings. But it is that place of standing in a position where your spirit is in alignment with the Holy Spirit. That you begin to download, you begin to receive those things as revelations in your spirit. Hallelujah. But let's, let's move forward. It doesn't stop there. So you stand um, in the NLT said, therefore... Um, I will come, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. There is a place of waiting for us to receive visions, for us to receive goals. There is a place of waiting. There is a place of, oh Lord, what are you saying concerning my life? What are you saying concerning my career? What are you saying concerning my, my marriage? What are you saying concerning my finances? Hallelujah. And that is why a man of God keeps re-emphasizing the place of daily communion. The place of setting aside time in the morning to be alone with the Lord. It is very crucial. It may look like an activity, you may, but you are doing yourself good. Every moment you spend alone in the presence of God opens up your spirit to receive more. Hallelujah. It, it detoxifies all the noises. You know, we go through the world, we go to work, we go to this. Your mind is just filled up with so many things. Sometimes you don't even know where to start from. Go and spend time alone in the presence of God. Like the writer is saying here, climb up on your mountain. You see, have a time that you are just shutting, you are even putting your phone on silence. Hallelujah. Then in verse 2, it says, Then the Lord said to me, so after I had waited, can you see? I'm, I'm talking about goal setting and goal getting as a believer. After I had spent time to wait, to deliberate, to meditate on specific issues, because in, that, um, in the later part of that verse 1, he said, um, there, there I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaints. Did you see that? I went to his presence with specific things. I'm trusting for answers. And I will wait to see how he will answer me. What instructions is he going to give me? How will he, how, Lord, how will I go about this? Verse 2 now says, in NLT, Then the Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablet, so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. 
The vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. See, all that we need as believers about goal setting is wrapped up in these three verses. The time alone to open up your spirit to receive. And then when you receive, you don't just stop it there. Because you could receive several things and the next two days you've forgotten about them. See, the moment you pick up a pen, you write certain things down. Just writing it down, you have not even done anything. It creates an awareness in your subconscious that I wrote this thing down. So if you have not been doing that, I want to encourage us to cultivate the habit. Have a journal. You see, sometimes I'm, I'm having time out and praying. And I'll just go to my library area. I'll see some journals that I've written since 2009. Some words, ah, Lord, in the place of prayer, 2010. I, I would just, I would say, my wife, can you imagine, 2022, ah, this is 2012. Ah, and this thing now happened like this, and this, this, this. See, it, it creates a consciousness and commitment to it when you write it down. Hallelujah. Sometimes I, I like to write it down and put it in places that I can see it over and over. The more you begin to see it, it begins to register in you. Because we are still here on earth. Hallelujah. Even though we are spirit beings. And so, there are so many distractions. There are so many activities that could carry away your attention from what you heard when you waited on the Lord. So, goal setting as a believer comes from the place of setting deliberate time out to be with the Lord. Being attentive to the Holy Spirit. Receiving what he has to say and writing it down. Are you seeing that? So you are writing it down. So you, you, you write it down clearly. Then he said, for the vision is for an appointed time. It means that the fact that you've received it, it may not necessarily, depending on the timing. God is a God of timing and seasons. Depending on the timing he had planned it for. And when you commune with him, you become attentive, aware of what do I need to do now? That is where your goals come in. In other words, the Lord is inspiring you that you are more than this. You can grow up in your spiritual life. You've heard that in the place of prayer in your spirit. But it doesn't stop there. Now you convert it into actionable steps. Hallelujah. Now, I want to make a clear difference between a goal and a wish. And that is why a man of God took time to take us through those smart processes. A wish is something that has no deadline. I want to buy a car. I want to get a job. I want to get a job uh, before the end of 2023. You are just making a wish. Why? There's a, one of the key differences between a mere wish and a real goal is deadline. The moment you put a deadline on it, see, your subconscious will begin to make you aware that, guy, you, you are two weeks away from your deadline. Even if you don't hit it, the moment that deadline hits and you didn't hit it, there will be a part of you, ah, I was supposed to get it. Rewrite it. Keep writing it. Put certain timelines to it. Break it down into measures. Hallelujah. You want to build a house. You don't just say, okay, I want to build a house. And you just, no, you first start with the blueprint. Is it going to be a bungalow? Is it going to be a three-story building? Because the kind of house it will be will determine the kind of plan, the kind of foundation that has to be laid. 
Hallelujah. And so it is in the place of writing those spirit-inspired revelations down as smart goals that you start getting yourself committed to them. Hallelujah. Let's open to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, I will read from verse 1 to 3. In NKJV says, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Don't forget that uh, the title of our message tonight is Run With It. In other words, we are talking about, okay, we have defined what a smart goal is. I've just laid the foundation that God is not a God of disorder and so it is not wrong, even though we are spiritual beings, to pay attention to goal setting. Because when we pray to God, when we come in with him and we receive revelations in our spirits, what will make a clear difference between those revelations and tangible results is our commitment to our own part. There is always a responsibility on our own part. Hallelujah. You can't just keep praying, God, I want a job, I want a job. You, you don't even have a resume. Somebody now said, ah, I just, I got a job and I feel, and they said you should send your resume and you're saying, um, um, sorry, how do I write a resume? What is a resume? You are not ready. You are not ready. There is a responsibility. On Sunday, a man of God was teaching us about responsible living. Responsible living. You become responsible when you take an action of commitment to that revelation you have received in your spirit. And you put it down as a smart goal. Hallelujah. So you now, when you have put it down, you now run with it. Run with it is talking about the process of Breaking it down into specific actions, measurable actions that you need to do. It might be on daily basis, it might be on weekly basis, specific things you need to do yourself. Hallelujah. That is what running with it is talking about. And we see Jesus as our model here. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. See, we, we, we can't go into the depth of that. I keep asking. Why did Jesus have to come in person? If he's the God, if he's same as God, if he's God himself, why did he have to come in person? See, our God is a God of order. He follows scripts, especially this script that is sure, that we call the scripture. Hallelujah. Do you know that when Jesus was born, he didn't just start jumping around. The Bible said, like at even at 12 years old the kind of things he would do Jesus is our ultimate model there is no situation you find yourself in today that Jesus did not go through you know why he came to give us a blueprint 
of how to be a spirit and live on earth and achieve intentions that were designed from the spirit realm. Hallelujah. In other words, you may not be Jesus today, but you are Jesus model in the marketplace. You might be Jesus model in your workplace. You might be Jesus model in your family life. Hallelujah. At 12 years old, the Bible says we'll go and sit at the temple. He kept listening. He was, he was ruminating. He was consuming the word. He was looking at all the things that had been written. All the prophets. He kept asking questions. It was so much that they began to notice that ah, at 12 years old, you are asking this kind of question about things that had been written. Where did you get? Hallelujah. Clarity of purpose. He didn't, he didn't even, after that time, he kept quiet. It was as if nothing had happened. Until he was 30 years old. There is order in the things of God. Hallelujah. So we are here to charge ourselves up in the spirit tonight. That as children of God, as believers, we have to take responsibility to run with the visions that God has given us. We have to take responsibilities. I want to read one more scripture. And that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 24 to 27. I will still want us to spend some time to pray in the spirit tonight. The NKJV. He said, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Verse 26, pay attention to this. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. I like the way the NLT says it. In verse 26, it says, so I run with purpose in every step. Did you see that? That's the scripture. The scripture is telling us that when God gives you that revelation, you put it down into smart goals. You break it down into steps that can, you can run on per time. And then he said, I run on each step. Each step I pick per time. I run it with purpose. In other words, I have a clear picture ahead of me of where I'm going. Because if you don't keep that clear picture, the challenges of the current step can weigh you off. And that's what happens most times. We set the goals and then by March, ah, so many activities and then we forget about it till December 23 or 24th. When we start seeing messages about Christmas, ah, it's actually Christmas. Oh, the year is coming to an end. Okay, I want to achieve my goals again. Then you want to achieve what you could have planned to achieve over nine months. You want to achieve it in the, in the last five days of the year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will just read out some quick points for us here. God has unique and great promises for all his children, which he reveals to our spirit for different stages and timings of our lives. It then becomes our responsibility to use our minds to turn them into visible realities through wisdom and discipline. What do I mean by true wisdom and discipline? Now you have received clarity of the vision in the place of prayer in your spirit. Your mind still needs to get to work. Hallelujah. 
how you how do you get your mind to work the kind of books you read the kind of things you allow into your subconscious the kind of things you hear and listen to over and over again they begin to shape your mind hallelujah they begin to shape your mind if you had allowed into your mind that nobody in my lineage can ever travel abroad you will never be able to travel abroad it's not because of some wishes anywhere Jesus crucified all of those wishes. Any other wish, manipulation or oppression that is still existing in your life today is by your permission. Hallelujah. Because Jesus already gave us the victory. He has given us the victory. Hallelujah. He has given us the victory. And now it is our responsibility to, to, to flame the fire, the, the, the gift in us, to flame, to flame it up. As we read in, um, I think it's 2 Timothy 1, verse 6. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Yes, it says, um, the NKJV. It says, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So God has given us power. That's authority from the realm of the spirit. In other words, there are certain times you are trying to achieve a goal. You are trying to get a step done by all natural principles. It becomes impossible. That is where you take your authority into place. It's not as if you don't even take any step at all. When you are certain times, the things will just become, they just seem impossible. Then you get on your altar. You compel it to become possible in the place of prayer as a child of God. That's one of the key differences between a child of God and an unbeliever trying to achieve the same goal. If we allow our minds to work effectively. Hallelujah. He has given us the spirit of power. He has given us, in other words, we have authority. Now look how God works. He has given us so much authority. But he, 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 he guards how we use that authority by the next line. He has also given us the spirit of love. In other words, even though we are believers and we have authority, we must be humble enough not to use that authority in any way that is outside the jurisdiction of love. And then he has given us a sound mind. In other words, he has given us the... Uh, it's like you are trying to play a music on this phone and there is a Bluetooth device in the media room there. The phone is playing here, but you can't hear it in the speaker because they did not connect the um, this device there to this phone. You know, before you can use an earpiece, for example, a Bluetooth earpiece with a phone, it will say it's searching for the device. Then you see that device, you connect to it. It is when you have connected to that device, when you have enlightened your mind, when you have enriched your mind with the word of God, that you are able to play out the sound that is coming from the phone. Even though the sound is already coming out. They, see, as a child of God, if you will spend 150 years, you cannot consume all that God has for you in the spirit. There is just too much. The more we dwell in the presence of God, we'll see in faces, we'll see from glory to glory. When, that is why sometimes we think, you, when, when, when you think you just know so much, you know so much, and you stumble on a scripture and you'll be wondering, ah, what have I been doing all this while? I thought I understood this thing. Because there are dimensions in the realm of the spirit. 
there are realms of the glory of God. And the more we press in, the more we are able to consume. The more we press in, the more we are able to consume. And now he has given us a sound mind. A sound mind is that application that helps us to transfer the things we consume in the spirit into physical realities. That will bring glory to the name of the Lord. For we are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. If I'm in a workplace, I cannot be hidden. If I'm in a college, I cannot be hidden. If I'm taking a course, I cannot be hidden because there is just so much light inside of me. John 8 verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not stumble around in darkness. In other words, it is not the pleasure of God that we, 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 we stumble around in uncertainty. Like Paul writes it in that place. Hallelujah. Just open your mouth and pray in the spirit this moment. Father, I receive clarity in my spirit in the name of Jesus. I receive clarity of your timely counsel and purpose for my life in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive clarity. I receive clarity. Every obstacle before me, Lord, I receive clarity. I receive your wisdom and direction in the mighty name of Jesus. My mind is strengthened in the name of Jesus. I walk in soundness of mind in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive wisdom to download all that you have for me in the spirit and turn them into visible realities in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive wisdom for self-discipline in the mighty name of Jesus to coordinate myself to put myself in order in the mighty name of Jesus I receive wisdom to walk in alignment with your principles in the mighty name of Jesus Thank you, glorious Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. So before we round up tonight, I want to establish to us that there is clear difference between those who generally, generally have the promises of God available to them. The moment you give your life to Christ, you have available to you all the promises he has in stock for you. But at that stage, there is a clear difference between that stage and the next stage. Now, the next stage is that those who capture them and probably even start working on them. In other words, God puts an idea in your spirit and you write it down as we have um, explained. You put it down as smart goals. You have actually written the goals. Now there is the third step which is actually the pleasure of God. And that third step is those who possess the promises intangible result through faith and patient endurance. The fact that God has given you the promise in the realm of the spirit does not necessitate that it will just manifest itself in the physical. We must take responsibility. We must take responsibility. How do we take responsibility? We differentiate it from just a wish. A wish is, is, is a goal without a deadline. That's the simplest way I can put it. It's a goal. It's a desire that you have that there is no measurable time-specific result attached to it i want to do so 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 and so yes i will just do it in 2023 okay in by first week in april somebody asks you okay what about that thing eh, yes i will do it in uh, in this year 2023 there is no way to measure how much of it have i committed to do you understand what i'm trying to say that is a wish 
And that is different from a goal. So I'm saying tonight as believers, we spend time in the presence of God, we receive revelations. We use our minds, our nourished mind to transfer them into smart goals. And then through faith and patience, we obtain it. And that is the goal of our message tonight. Run with it. Possess that goal. Possess that goal. We'll be spending some few minutes to pray for strength to possess the goals. For strength in our spirit to possess the goals. The wisdom, the provisions, the connections you need to possess the goals. That is the ultimate desire of God. It's not the desire of God to just have thoughts placed in your heart and they die down in your heart without even writing it down. Okay, let's say you've gone to the next step. You've written it down. You've made it plain. It is not the desire of God for it to just lie on a sheet of paper. God wants to see his desires visible on the earth. That is why we are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. In other words, you are driving from the north, you are driving from the east, west, south, anywhere you are driving from that city, everybody can see it. Wherever you are in your sphere of contact, you are a city set on that hill. And God's desire is that you bring forth, Oh, in that same book of Habakkuk chapter 2 where we started in the verse 14 he said for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea somebody open your mouth and begin to pray in the name of Jesus in my spheres of contact Lord I fill the earth with your glory in the name of Jesus by the results of my life I fill the earth with your glory I receive strength in the spirit to turn my goals into results I receive strength in my spirit in the name of Jesus to turn my goals into results. Thank you, glorious Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. I'll be rounding up tonight. I want to give us some specific key points that we can put down as believers on our approach to getting goals done. Don't forget I said we laid the foundation already about setting goals, setting smart goals. But beyond that, I'm saying there's a big difference between those who set the goals. Even as no matter how elaborate or smart the goal may be, there's still a clear difference between those who set those smart goals and those who actually get the results. And the desire of God is that we get the result. It is by that result that comes forth from spirit-inspired revelations, spirit-inspired ideas that the glory of the Lord fills the earth. And when it says fill the earth, don't limit yourself to think, how do I fill the earth? It starts from your home. It may be just your family. It may just be you and your wife. It may just be you and your husband. It may be you and your siblings. Certain things that we had been taught from childhood that are not in line with the word of God. As you begin to catch those revelations, it now becomes your responsibility to make the revelations of God's word visible physically to your siblings. To let them know that no, there is so much more in the word of God for you than the life you are living. In your workplace, they will just, they will just know. You've not mentioned that you are a Christian, but everybody will just know there is something different about this guy. When you call for a meeting, he's always there before the time. When you when you set, give it task to him, before the timeline he has submitted it, they will just begin to question, ah, but ah, that's, that is how their hearts get opened to introduce them to the message of Jesus, which is our ultimate goal. Hallelujah. So number one, on key points for running with it, 
key points for running with a vision. Number one, daily communion. You must deliberately set some time aside for being alone with the Lord. I want to read what I wrote here. He says, there will never be enough or extra time for prayers all through the day unless you consciously set that time aside and discipline yourself to it until it becomes a habit. If you just say, I want to pray daily, see, the day will finish and you'll just be wondering, ah, today, this week has gone. How come? If you don't set its time, it might just be 15 minutes. That is why Protestant CV force. Okay, I just want to pray for 15 minutes. I just want to pray for 20 minutes. When you let it, when you say it to yourself over and over, it begins to register. It becomes your habit before you know it. Hallelujah. You have to deliberately set out time. Okay, on the first day of every month, I want to have a personal timeout, a retreat. Okay, you may be at work, you may still need to go to work, but on that particular day, you are at work, you are conscious of it. You are doing your work. You are staring up yourself in your spirit. You are on the computer. You are writing a program. You are doing whatever thing. Everywhere you go to the restroom. You have to be deliberate about it. Hallelujah. If you don't create time ahead for important things, your day will be filled up with urgent things. What is the difference between important things and urgent things? Important things are the things that contribute to the goals the visions God has given you. Urgent things are the activities that fill up your day. Before you know it, the day has gone. A call will come in. Ah, I've not heard from you since the last two years. Ah, so I'm, okay, you, I'm not saying you won't pick calls. But when there is a consciousness that there's something I need to do before this time, no matter how, there will just be, wisdom will just come. You will know how to round up that call on time. Especially if it's not just, uh, if it's just a gist. Do you get what I'm trying to say? But if there is no, if there's nothing pressing you, those urgent things, sometimes try this discipline. Try to put your phone down and you will not look at it for 30 minutes. You will see how difficult it is. How we have gotten so acquainted with the phone that you are even praying. See, there's difference between you are praying in the spirit. And you're there. No. You are setting time. You are putting the phone on silence. You just want to be with the Lord. You just want to meditate on his goodness. You just want to meditate on specific visions he has given you. Hallelujah. So daily communion and time out with the Lord. Hallelujah. Number two, plan your day. Plan your day. In the morning after you've had your prayers or preferably before you sleep at night, try to write out specific things you want to do the next day. You will see the difference. I try to put some timeline. Okay. Okay, I don't want to be too um, pushy on. Okay, between 9 and 12, I must get so, so, so. And see, once it's 10 o'clock, 10.30, ah, even if I'm busy with something important, there's that part of me that will just be uncomfortable. Ah, I need to get this thing, this thing done. When you plan it ahead, you will, you will see the difference. Even when, see, I've noticed this. Sometimes I write certain things I want to do the following day, and I'm still wondering how I'm going to do it. By the time you sleep, you will just see yourself in a dream that you, um, you, are, you are watching one movie, and somebody was trying to do that same thing. Somebody now did it this way. You now realize, ah, I can do it this it, it will just register in your mind ahead of the day. So write out specific things on the night when you want to sleep of what you want to do the following day. Hallelujah. Number three, so number one is daily communion. Number two is plan your day ahead. Number three is get started. 
get started. That's one of the differences between a mere wish and a goal. A mere wish has no deadline. And a goal that is written, the difference between that goal and results is starting. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to start. Don't worry. You, don't, you, you, you can't get the results yet. You, but just start it. See, it is better to start and guess less than the target than not to start at all. At least, if, if you wanted to get here, you got to this place. The moment you get to this place, there is a reassurance in your spirit that, yes, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When he places something in my heart, I can step on it. I can get to know what I need to do and get them done. Be affirmative to yourself. Hallelujah. So get started. Number four, responsible, re responsible reviews. What I wrote here quickly is, Promptly identify your roadblocks, your excuses, and take full responsibility for making the required changes. Sometimes we write out a goal, but you just realize that you set a week. That week has passed. You, another week has passed. You need to have some time alone to review. What exactly is that roadblock? At this point, this is the point where you are telling yourself, I'm not going to allow any excuse to be good enough reason for not achieving this thing. See, there will always be more than enough excuse. We cannot finish it. There are too many excuses you can have for not doing the right things. And then you realize the day has gone. You have done so many urgent things. You have, ah, how are you? Yeah, two minutes, how are you that you could have done? You have spent 30 minutes there because there is nothing pressing you to let you know that the day is going. You have this thing that you have not done. So have some time out to review those goals. When I say responsible reviews, I mean you may even go stretch yourself a little further. Get committed with someone. Please, I, I want to do this thing. In the next two weeks, please, can you please check on me? You have some friends that could help with that. Those are things, that's how you should maximize your relationships. Can you please check on me next week and ask me, how have I gone with this thing? When you know that that person will call. My wife knows, my younger daughter. If my wife says something, I want to do this. In the very morning, she's going to school. Mommy, you said you are going to do this. Mommy, you said she's like an alarm clock. She will keep reminding you. Hallelujah. So have certain things, people you can commit to. It may be your spiritual father. It may be a friend. Just get yourself to have some responsible reviews. The last one is repetition and endurance. Repetition and endurance. We must not become lazy and complacent in doing good. That's what the scripture says. There is so much more inside yet on top. Pray more in the spirit, especially with fixed scriptures in your mind. See, I want to challenge you to do this exercise. When you study the word and you find a scripture, don't just let it go like that. Spend some time. That's why I said there is communion, there is prayer, and there is prayer. You can be say you can say you are praying and your eyes is just can't your eyes can't go off your phone. Your your mind is just wandering here and there. You are you are not positioning yourself to receive what the Holy Spirit is saying. So when you pick a specific scripture, for as, as waters covers the earth, the glory of the Lord shall fill. Oh, I am the light of the world. Just saying that over and over again, it will give you some confessions. If you have a goal you are trying to achieve, pray in the spirit to the point that you begin to receive certain confessions. That those confessions are, they, they are like your tools. They are like your wings. Those that wait on the Lord, they shall mount on mountains with wings. 
like eagles. In other words, they will not mount it like an ordinary person. They have wings. People will see them flying. They will be wondering, ah, but you're a human being. Yes, I'm a human being, but I can fly as though I'm an eagle. Why? Because I have wings of the spirit. Hallelujah. So it is in the place of praying on that specific thing, brooding on it, that you will receive those wings. You write them out as confessions. It might be that you've been afraid of trying something. You, and then you begin to pray for he has not given us the spirit of timidity but the spirit of power. And then you just, hey, yes, I have the spirit of power. I have the spirit of power. The moment you begin to say that fear disappears. Hallelujah. Somebody rise up and pray in the spirit. So number one, daily communion. Number two, plan your day ahead. Number three, get started. Number four, responsible reviews. And number five, repetition and endurance. Hallelujah. Pray in the spirit and receive strength in the Lord. Father, I receive strength in the name of Jesus. I receive strength to run with it. In the name of Jesus, I will not become complacent. In the name of Jesus, I will not lose track of the joy ahead. Like Jesus Christ, I will fix my eyes on the joy ahead. In the name of Jesus, and I will run with it with all diligence. I receive wisdom and the spirit in I am mounting on mountains with wings like eagles. Yes, I am producing results that is unimaginable. I am producing results that is beyond calculations because I have the wings of the spirit. I have the resources of the spirit. I declare forth my angelic helpers. They are making ways for me. In the name of Jesus, all the crooked paths, they are made straight. In the mighty name of Jesus, I receive the light in my place of prayer. I receive the light of God. I know specific things to do part time. In the name of Jesus. I receive the strength to run with it. I receive the strength to turn the visions into realities. I receive the strength to turn my goals into things that will glorify God. Into things that will bring glory to the name of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's celebrate the team. Hallelujah. Can we celebrate Minister Damilari for that powerful... Uh, that's how you celebrate him. That's how they rate you. Amen. Were you blessed by that message? Amen. And let's just quickly have our seats. I just want to run through some things here um, that he mentioned before we go into um, communion. Hallelujah. So, um, before I forget, I just heard the Spirit of the Lord saying that you need to commit your plans into his hands. So I don't want to forget that before I go in. Amen. And I'm sure we understand that. You know, I had, um, I was listening to a very prominent man of God while I was walking from home today. And he mentioned that you, it is, whatever way your day goes, it's your fault. So meaning from Monday to Sunday, or Monday to Friday, let's say for some of us that go to work, right? If your Monday doesn't really go well, 
or your Tuesday doesn't really go well. It's actually your fault. And why is that? It's because of how whatever it is you spoke into that day. Amen. And what does that mean also? It tells me that, just like he mentioned, we have written our goals. Okay, how many of us have reviewed our goals for January? So you wrote your January, I mean, for some of you that have written it, January, February. For January, we are, today is what? January 10, 11. So how many of us have gone back to review January goals and say, okay. How many of us has um, gone back to review um, the January goals, for example? Don't lie, yeah, goes else. <laughs> because it's very, very important. And that was one, one of the things he mentioned. He says that we should review it. And I have that written down here. You have to review it month by month. Hallelujah. Um, so we actually need to do the altar call. Can we just please rise up here? Because I know that some of us will say, oh, we know about goals already, you know about this already, but there are some people that have no idea about what it is to, to um, you know, write a goal. And so for those watching us online, there might be people watching us, I mean, joining us for the first time, and you are wondering what we are talking about. What are they saying? What is, I don't understand what these people are saying. And you probably don't even have a relationship with God, not to talk of you understanding the scripture or you um, getting to know the knowledge you need to, to, to plan and write your goals. And so I want to invite you to join this family of Christ. Please bow your heads and close your eyes. If you are watching online as well, Jesus is the solution and is the one that makes the difference between you and that person on the streets. And so just repeat after me. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus, for giving him to die for my sins. I accept, I confess him as my Lord and my Savior. I receive him into my life today. I declare that my life will never, never, ever, ever remain the same. Accept me into your home, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I choose to walk with you from today. I choose to live my life for you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.